welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And today is our 52nd episode. Which, if you know how many weeks are in a year, and we release podcasts every single week, you know it's a year since we started the podcast. Guys, we've been doing this for a whole fucking year. Which is so weird. It's crazy. And honestly, I feel like I forget to like celebrate along the way a lot of the time. And I'm just like, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. But how fucking awesome is this? It's really fucking awesome. And I'm proud of us. So we actually stuck with it because obviously when you start something like this, like you have a goal of sticking with it. But doing something every single week is definitely like... A routine that you really have to be hard on yourself for. I mean, it helps that we live together now for sure. Oh, yeah. Like how convenient. Yeah, that definitely helps a lot. But I'm proud of us. I'm super happy. I yeah. uh, can't wait for the next 25 years of the podcast. <laughs> it's. Do you have a highlight since we started the podcast? Can um, you think of anything? A highlight. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I feel like every part of it's been so much fun and like so exciting and I know we've talked about like our favorite episodes before, so I don't really want to like use that as like yeah. my exciting thing. But I don't know. I'm just I love everybody giving us feedback and like people that respond or like share our um, episode on their Instagram story. Like I love that shit. Yeah. So thank you so much to everybody mm-hmm. that does that. Totally. I've loved being able to bring people onto the podcast to help introduce our listeners, like the people that are listening to the podcast to other people and other stories. I am so happy we've started doing more interviews since we started too, just because we know the power in sharing our stories. So it's really cool to be able to connect other people. Yeah. 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 We've had a lot of really great guests and I can't wait to see who else we bring on in the future. Yes. Yes. And thank you to all of our guests who have been on. Shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to all of our listeners who are here supporting us, showing up, listening to our episodes. We do this for you. Dude, we are almost to 10,000 listens, so help us get there, guys. Yeah. Literally so close. I wonder when we'll just, like, not pay attention to that, if there will ever be a time. Hopefully it goes from, like, 10,000 to, like, 100,000, you know, so it's, like, a huge jump, so we just don't even have to worry about it anymore. (laughs) That's, it's kind of the compound effect over time, right? We're just building slowly, and we just got to keep going. (laughs) Is we that- are the number one podcast in the world, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> Top rated podcast. Top rated podcast. Your favorite. <laughs> so what's going on with you? I know you've got some life updates. Um, well, yeah. Treatment. Where do I start? I feel like I got a lot of different shit going on in life right now. Um, do you want to start with your new treatment? Yeah, we can start with that. So I have finally made the decision <laughs> to move forward with Preparing myself to start bee venom therapy, which if you have no idea what that is, there's also a guest episode that we did with Brittany Elliott. She does bee venom therapy for Lyme disease. So that's a great guest episode that you can listen to if you want to learn like a lot more about it, because I don't really want to go into like a whole spiel on it. Yeah. Um, But listen to that episode if you're intrigued by it. But I have obviously it's been on my mind for like a few years, but I definitely feel like it's one of those like holistic alternative treatments that I kind of felt like I'll start it when the time is right. Kind of like let it come to me kind of thing. Um, And obviously I work with a doctor and he I kind of you know, he has had me try multiple things over the past year or so and nothing's really like caught on 
to where I feel like it's totally, totally working. Mm -hmm. And he finally was like, hey, have you ever heard of bee venom therapy? And I was like, yeah, I have. And he was like, I think you should do it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, the time is here. Um, But I feel extremely lucky living up here now Mm -hmm. and being able to do this. Yeah. Because... I found a local beekeeper who's willing to give me the bees for free. And like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Bees aren't that expensive. Like that's why people do this treatment is because it's a more feasible treatment. Yeah. And you do it at home yourself, which clearly cuts costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's willing to give them to me for free because it's going to help me. And mm-hmm. like just finding somebody that understands, you know, how valuable it is just to help somebody out. If you can just means the world to me. So totally. Yeah, I have a lot of preparation still to do for it, but I am collecting supplies. I'll be your videographer when we do your first stings. Yes. We'll I document it. I do plan, um, maybe not the first one. I don't know how comfortable I'll feel True. on the first sting, but like I do kind of want to do like Instagram lives for like the sting sessions so that people can like tune in and like see what the fuck actually happens and obviously take lots of like videos and stuff but that would be a perfect thing to do I on know. Instagram live because you've been trying to go live recently just doing things yeah I did it like once so I haven't zero done. pressure <laughs> that would be the perfect thing yeah like totally. I just I find but it easier yeah I find it easier to like do an Instagram live when I'm doing something and I'm not like paying much attention to like I don't know like it's less pressure if you're like doing something right it's not like a presentation exactly yeah (laughs) but which is how I've always done Instagram lives kind of exactly and that's so nerve-wracking and I feel like I uh, I just hate it it makes me so nervous but if I'm doing something and people are just watching that's like so much better for me and um Haley's definitely gonna be in some of them probably most of them (laughs) stinging me herself I'm down (laughs) I'm gonna get like one of those beekeeping suits like <laughs> but it's gonna be like pink and sparkly we're gonna make this like bee venom therapy but fashion <laughs> beekeeping but I'm fashion. gonna be like basically naked having to sting myself and Haley's gonna be in a full beekeeper costume <laughs> protecting herself probably not probably not that would be so funny though <laughs> it would make for some hilarious tiktoks people would love it it really would um but kind of a spinoff from this that I think is a important to talk about is um so obviously like I'm broke as fuck we all know that <laughs> medical f- debt and just paying for treatments takes all my fucking money and um so often when I do a new treatment like this I do ask for help from people mm-hmm. because that's literally the only way I can make it fucking happen. Yeah. Like I don't have a lot of money. Um, and I, I got, I got really emotional today. If you were watching my Instagram stories on the day that we're recording, then you definitely probably saw this, but I get very frustrated because I've, I think I've only done it like two or maybe three times where I've like actually asked Mm -hmm. people for help with like treatment funding and, Everybody that sends me money is people who are paying for treatments they're fucking self. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm like, you guys are angels and I love you for like being willing to help people. Mm-hmm. But it's so frustrating to me that the only people that are willing to help people pay for something like this is the people who like have been through it themselves or are still going through it themselves who yeah. are also broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, 
this it's so confusing to me and yeah. it makes me so emotional I was gonna say it makes me angry but it doesn't make me angry it just makes me like disappointed yeah in like the fact that people have mm-hmm. a hard time supporting something that they don't fully understand well I even think about last week Dustin knows somebody who was in like this horrible accident who started a GoFundMe and Dustin was like, I'm going to donate to the GoFundMe. And people are so willing to donate when people are in these times of crisis or have these major life incidents. So I think a lot of people, like you probably feel frustrated because it's like, this is a major life incident, but yeah. I'm going through this on a daily basis. I have been for the last three years. Hello, does anybody give a shit? Yeah, you know? and it is, it's a weird phenomenon that happens with chronic illness where like because I think it's spread out for so long people just don't give it the validation that it deserves they don't think that you're actually suffering in the Mm -hmm. way that you're fucking suffering because you do have a good day and you know they see that and they're like against you yeah they use it against you and it's like okay like I had one good day a whole and then like the rest of my month was completely fucked so it's like that's not fair to use that against me Um, You can't control what happens to your body when you have a chronic illness. You can't control what your days are going to look like. You can try your best, but there's no guarantees. And I just, I feel so much for the people that like, like I've, I've given my money to like other chronic illness people when they've asked for help too, because I'm like, I feel like I'm paying it forward because you've probably given me money, you know, like we're all going through this at different times. Like we all get, I don't know, like it's just all so different and Mm -hmm. I feel for those people obviously so like I'll give back to them but then they'll give it back to me when I need help and I'm like this is so great I just I wish that other people outside of the chronic illness community had more empathy Mm -hmm. for people with chronic illness and I'm not just talking about just Lyme disease or tick-borne illness I'm literally talking about all chronic illness because there are thousands of different chronic illnesses that you Mm -hmm. can have Well, and it's not like insurance helps. No. Especially when it comes to a treatment like bee venom therapy. Like something that is, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But how (laughs) wild is that that you're willing to sting yourself with bees in hopes that you're going to feel better? Yeah. And that's the other thing that like I wish people would realize. Like I'm not doing this shit for fun. Like did I ever think like that I would want to be at this point in my life where I have to fucking sting myself every week in order to feel better. That's not something I ever saw for my future or planned on. But like at this point, I'm willing to do whatever the fuck it takes. (laughs) Yeah. Like you've quoted somebody before, I think from Generation Line, that's like, if I could light myself on fire and feel better, I would fucking do it. Light me on fire. And I think something else that is also important to note is like bee venom therapy is not a quick fix by any means. Not many treatments are a quick fix. Um, It's also not a guaranteed fix. It's just another something that I'm trying out and people do bee venom therapy for like three years. Like I think that's like the max or maybe not the max, but roughly like two to three years is like how long you do the fucking treatment. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to just like sting myself for a week and then be like, oh my God, guys, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with it. Um, But it's funny because I'm like, I feel so fucking prepared. I know nothing about it. I still have to learn what the fuck I'm even supposed to do. But I think back to like my old self before I got sick and I was scared of everything. 
I was literally scared to go to the walk-in clinic for a cold because like I would literally get faint and like pass out in the waiting room just from like knowing I had to be at the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just fucking willing to do shit like this. Like who am I? You're like, just stock the EpiPens and Benadryl (laughs) and sting me with some bees, bitch. (laughs) Let's put it on Instagram live. If my throat closes, everyone will watch me die. It'll be perfect. That would be horrible. I know. Okay. Bad joke. That's morbid. I know. That was morbid. But But at the same time, that is something that could fucking happen. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to be as safe as I possibly can on every sting session. Yeah, we're going to need your dad here the first time. Yeah, I already told him that he has to be there for the first time. Because if anybody doesn't know, my dad is a retired firefighter, so he knows how to stay calm in an emergency situation. So I told him that he has to be there for the first one. I would freak the fuck out. Yeah, I wouldn't put that on you. I wouldn't be like, hey, if my throat closes, make sure you take me off. Make sure you stick me with the EpiPen and then take me to the hospital. I'd like stick it in your chest. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know where you're supposed to do it. God. (laughs) Okay, clearly I'm going to bring my dad. (laughs) We need need him here. In the thigh. Oh my God. Just for future reference. Okay, now I know. (laughs) Not the chest. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Okay. But yeah, I think that's all I had to say about that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited you're starting that for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun, though. I mean, I like holistic type things. I like using nature, too, to like heal. So it's going to be it's going to be kind of fun, I think. Well, think about you, like you said, several years ago being like, you know, it's going to be fun. I would have never. I mean, I didn't even think that like two months ago, but now yeah. I just feel like it's. um, oh. Like things aligned. Yeah, I feel like it's aligned. I feel like it's meant to happen. So I'm yeah. fucking ready. Yeah. Let's do this. Totally. I kind of feel like the same way as far as like things kind of just like lining up in Mm -hmm. life, kind of how they're supposed to. It's so funny. I just feel like all of these opportunities are coming up. And I was telling Dustin this. I can't remember if I told you this. Yeah, I did. But I feel like a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, the tanning salon near me Mm -hmm. is like hiring. Maybe I could go work part time. Like I'm looking for a way to make some extra money. I just have some free time. And I, then the universe was like, fuck, no, you are not doing that. <laughs> First of all, they didn't call me. And I have like six years of experience Dude, working at a tanning salon, which is hilarious. But then all of these other opportunities started coming up, like working with you at the plant shop. My sister um, just got me like to do some side work at her job, which is like I don't have to learn a whole new job. It's just yeah. like three days a week. And then I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing social media managing for another company. So, yeah. And even working with the Sober Space app, like literally, I just feel like all of these opportunities came up when when I opened myself up to them, you know, so. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I had a similar situation of like two months ago or whatever. And I just think it's interesting how you can feel that you're like, feel like you're like so stuck like in a place where you're like what am I supposed to be doing like I don't know where to go Mm -hmm. but I need some sort of change I need something and then it's like everything just gets like thrown at you at once and you're like holy shit like where did all of these opportunities come from like totally so amazing yeah well and the thing is is it's like I know where I'm headed with my business and my coaching in the podcast like this is something I want to be doing 
So it's like, I know the direction I'm headed. And I really, when it comes to side jobs, I don't want to be putting all of my focus and attention into learning a completely new thing. So I just feel like it's really cool because everything that's popping up is just kind of chill, relax, things I'm good at, things that I already know I can already use my skill sets in. And they're just so in alignment that I feel like it's still going to give me the opportunity to really put my all and my energy into creating the things that I do want to be creating. And I just feel like I'm in this weird fucking transitionary phase right now, like I've been saying this forever. Um, I've been writing this in my journal for the last couple months. Like I've been writing the affirmation, I am transforming. And then I've also been writing, the universe is working through me and for me. Wow. And yeah, it's just kind of wild to realize like that is totally what's happening. You're journaling like that and you haven't even done a full moon ceremony with me before. No. It's fucked up. We got to do that. <laughs> Wait, why? I don't know because I feel like it's like so spot on yeah. to like affirmations and like yeah. spiritual shit like that. <laughs> yeah. No, the little journal I use, it's like you write an affirmation in there every morning. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I just write the same thing down every morning or I alternate between the two. But yeah, I mean, things like feel weird. I feel like I'm like just finding my footing with a lot of different things, but I'm so excited about it. So I feel like you and I are both like living this lifestyle where we're open to change and like open to transformation. And so like we almost feel like we're like never settled, which can be frustrating at times, right? Because we're like, we just want to like have our shit together and like have it all figured out and be rich and not have to worry about anything anymore. Totally. But then it's also really, really cool because we have all of these different opportunities that come up at all of these different times. And we get, we get these opportunities where we get to like almost like pick and choose our path. It's like playing a fucking Oregon trail video game where it's like, do you want to go this way or do you want to go that way? Yeah. And you're like, Hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, this is kind of cool and kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I am so I've said this before, but like, I am so fucking glad that I decided to share my story on social media mm-hmm. because ma- majority of my opportunities have came from connecting with other people over social media. Totally. And I would probably not be sitting here next to you recording this if I would have never done that totally well and this is something that like I wouldn't this doing the podcast together just makes me so happy too and I would never want to give this up in order to be able to provide for myself or live this life of freedom that I want like Mm -hmm. this is the life that I want to be living but I also want to feel like I'm financially contributing yeah so I'm just like in this weird freaking middle ground where I'm like okay what do I need to do to be financially contributing but then I also just want it to be in alignment for me Mm -hmm. like the work that I've even been doing with the sober space app which if you are sober curious and you are a female and you do not have this app or you're woman identifying um you need this app but it just feels so freaking in alignment for me because I'm helping find sober friendly spaces for people in my area. Like, I'm like, this is exciting. I could do this for hours. This doesn't feel like work. I'm so excited for people to go to these places to do these things. So it's just kind of cool when you realize like, oh, the universe really is working through me and for me. And it could be God to the universe, whatever you believe in. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. 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 The so. higher power. Yeah. Whatever you call it. Everybody calls it something else. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what I call it, to be honest. 
maybe higher power because I just used that. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like higher power definitely makes sense. I feel like I just don't. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's obviously a deeper conversation I could have, but I just, I don't really know what's controlling us. I don't know what's out there. I have no proof of it. So I just call it a higher power because who knows what the fuck it is. Yeah. And you got to believe in something. Oh, yeah. I mean, something's definitely happening. So. Mm Um, I didn't mention this to you yet, but I was thinking about it this past few weeks, getting like all of this bee venom therapy stuff put together and researched. Um, and you know, I printed out that list of like, um, what was it? Like supplements and stuff that Mm -hmm. like are bad to like take or like do with bee venom therapy. Um, obviously one of the things on the list was alcohol. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm a big drinker these days anymore. Um, but I was I was like reading like the instructions for like if you like want to drink alcohol. Oh my gosh. And it was literally like, I mean, okay, so I think you have like two day breaks between, like that's the longest break between stings is like two days Mm -hmm. once you're like worked up to like the appropriate amount of stings. And it was like, you have to like, you can't have a drink until like 24 hours after or before a sting session. So you have to time it perfectly. But I'm like, how does that even, why don't you just say don't drink alcohol? Yeah. Because I'm like, you only have 48 hours between sting sessions, but you can only have a drink 24 hours after a sting session, but 24 hours before your next. You better chug that drink. (laughs) Better be a shot of tequila or 10 shots of tequila. I don't know. Just like all at once. I don't know. Moral of the story. I was like, I'm probably just going to end up taking however many years not drinking at that point because like I'm not I don't need alcohol that bad to be like oh I have one hour to totally chug my drinks for the weekend yeah you know what I mean so yeah I just thought I would share that with you so interesting I'm pretty sure that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing is whoa not having a drink for a couple years or however long oh my god do it we should you should start counting like when you stop like when oh, you start swinging, will. just because I'll be really curious. To I definitely see will. How long. I mean, it'll my count will definitely probably start a long time before I actually. That's sing true. Because I don't really drink, but yeah, <laughs> but we can still count. Yeah, it. <laughs> totally. It's funny. I saw a TikTok video this week, and it was like a girl like how I get ready for going out to like on a drinking weekend with my girlfriends, and it was like all the things that she did to avoid a hangover and like post-drinking anxiety and all of this stuff. Was it all the stuff I do on a daily basis without drinking? Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I think, I think it was like, I feel like there was like a charcoal supplement in there. There was like CBD gummies. There was all of these things. And it's funny because those kinds of things, like in my head, I'm like, it's so funny to me that people... Well, it's not funny. It's interesting that you have to gear up to go out and socialize with your friends because you know that you're going to be drinking. But then we literally gear up to like drink poison and then like feel like shit. And it sounds so extreme when I say poison. Like I know like somebody who drinks alcohol is like, bitch, it's not poison. (laughs) But it is literally like a toxic chemical that affects your brain and your body and does make you feel bad. It is so interesting when you think about it like that. And the comments on this video were funny because there were people like, it's not even worth it. Like why even drink then? But then of course people were like, I like, I get anxiety after I drink too. Holy shit. I didn't know. Like everybody else got anxiety. And it's so funny. I'm like, so 
all of you have anxiety after you drink and you've never really questioned maybe why you feel anxious afterwards. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just more drinking norms. There's anxiety before you drink just getting prepared for the night yeah. like that too like isn't that yeah. pretty much anxiety yeah. having to like go through all of those yeah. fucking steps yeah well and I get it like if it's not a horrible experience for you and you find fun in it then great like if you ha- well this is gonna help you feel good afterwards like more power to you like no judgment but to it's each their own yeah it's just interesting to see the lengths yeah. that people go to to keep yeah. something like that in their life um, I want to switch gears and ask you for a puppy update because I know I have people listening want a puppy update from you. Yeah. So Waffles, when you're listening, she'll be like, what, 14 or 15 weeks old. We took her for her first grooming yesterday, which that's not relevant when you're listening to this because it's like a week <laughs> know, ago, right? whatever. Um, but it's so cute. She went in. So she's a golden doodle. So she's like 75% poodle, 25% golden. She goes into the groomer definitely looking like a golden puppy, like a golden retriever. And she came out looking like a freaking poodle. <laughs> and it was, but it was the cutest thing. Like as soon as I saw waffles, I had the biggest smile on my face. I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. Cause they like brush all of her hair out, all of her curls. So she's like poofy. But then like, they also cut all the hair in between her nose and her eyes. So it's like short. And then she has like bangs and then they put a pink bow tie on her ear cutest thing um she's adorable she peed in the house again yesterday so we've had like five accidents but that's all on the carpet that's great but (laughs) of course of course puppies are Um, so good at that yeah I'm just like I wasn't looking for like one millisecond and then all of a sudden there's pee but she's been so great like we took her to the beach for the first time the other day and that was so cute like it makes me so happy to watch her dig in the sand she hasn't gotten in the water yet. We haven't brought her close to the water. Oh, my God. I can't wait to watch her at the beach. I have not gone with them yet, but I'm so excited to go watch it. Yeah. Because puppies at the beach are so freaking cute. Yeah. It's definitely getting more, like, attainable to, like, have a dog. I felt like I, I, I was going to have no life. I yeah. was like, what the hell? This is, like, a child. Mm-hmm. I can't even escape for a minute like me and Dustin are on like totally different schedules because we're taking care of this dog like when are we gonna have sex like I don't I don't know how we're gonna do this um having sex in front of your dog can we just talk about that do people do that I was just gonna bring that up okay I will tell you Coda watched a lot of sex in her days 100% she was always sleeping on the floor during all of no yeah definitely don't be in the bed no definitely not on the bed but like you know like start getting into it and I would be like Coda go lay down and she would like (laughs) oh okay and she'd like wander into the corner of the room and she'd lay down oh my gosh she'd just sleep during it she knew that it was not her time you know (laughs) she was just patiently waiting standing on the sideline uh, yeah I, I had never really considered that before that That's people have so to have sex in front of their dog do you know what I so mean you guys do it while she's just in her kennel right well I mean, she's, I mean we did last night that was yeah. like the first time we had sex in front of the dog but like <laughs> I just felt weird she was kind of like whining at the beginning too and I'm like oh my god this was is she so staring awkward. at you and making eye contact 
Um, were you she doing- was sitting up, but I didn't. I couldn't. I were didn't. you doing doggy style and no, staring at her? No, that would have been <laughs> that would have been really fucking weird. That would have been so weird. <laughs> I would have been uncomfortable. <laughs> But it's totally a thing because it's like, what do you do, right? Like, you got to get it in, but like, you got to take care of your dog, too. So it's like, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to watch. Like, you're just yeah. going to have to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they see you naked. It's like she sees me shower. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. she, she probably has no fucking clue. You've seen me naked. We're just wrestling. That's all <laughs> we're doing up here. <laughs> Don't even worry about uh, it. <laughs> yeah. So Waffles is doing good. She's at yeah. the back door right now looking at us. Oh, she's trying to come in. Oh, now it's her butt. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah, she's getting a little bit more brave too. Like coming, walking upstairs. She, we were carrying her up the stairs. She's getting more brave with that. She stuck her head out the car window the other day, like her full head. So proud. Yeah, she's been a little nervous and timid in the car, but. It was so cute yesterday just to see her like. Did she like the wind and her It ears looked like she the- loved it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's such a cutie. I freaking love it. So. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, I'm going to Austin, Texas. This oh, yeah. Upcoming weekend. Shit. So when this podcast drops, I'll be in Texas, but I'm excited for that. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. Well. Tell them like what you're excited for. I mean, Austin's awesome, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's actually the last place I ever drank alcohol. So I always like to go back. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going on a girl's trip. My friend Kinsley, Kinsley lives down in Dallas. And then Maddie, who we actually interviewed on the podcast, um, is getting like a group of girls together for this trip. And I only know those two people like in real life. The other ones I have I see on social media, yeah. but I've never met. Um, so I'm excited, but... We're just renting an Airbnb and it's got like a nice pool and like really cute home decor. So it'll be fun. I mean, I do. I will say I feel a little bit nervous going into it, only knowing two people, because in my mind, I definitely think about like, am I going to be the only one not drinking? Mm, Is everybody else going to be drinking? Are they going to be getting drunk? What what is that going to be like? You know, so. I mean, I definitely think about that going into it. So, and I feel like last time you went on a trip with Maddie, she wasn't drinking at the time, wasn't she? So yeah. So you had like had a buddy. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think that I'll be able to handle it, or that that I won't be no, able to do it. But it's just easier when there's mm-hmm. someone else too yeah. that like is yeah. doing it with you. Well, and that and goes that, for anything in life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then it's like if you're sober, how fun is it to be around a bunch of oh. people who are drunk? Yeah. But then I was also thinking if people get drunk, I can just get really fucking weird. <laughs> like <laughs> I will just dance like a fucking weirdo and like sing and like nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> how will they know? <laughs> <laughs> well why not just like get weird with them? Oh, that's like a TikTok sound, yeah, huh? Like, Haley and I literally like use TikTok phrases in a normal conversations nowadays. So yeah, yeah it's annoying. I can't get them out of my head. <laughs> uh, is there anything coming up for you um, besides your bee venom therapy? Um, besides that, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I guess I can, I owe it to the people <laughs> to do a little bit of relationship update because I don't think anybody really knows what the fuck's going on with my actual relationship. Um, obviously there's like people 
um, within the Generation Live community that I do share things with, obviously, because I do Sunday night meetings with yeah. them. So, like, they've heard a little bit of things going on, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't want to share, obviously, everything, yeah. but I do kind of want to talk about it because um, I talk a lot about just everything in chronic illness related and relationships and chronic illness are something I've spoke on before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like to kind of share a little bit so that yeah. people feel less alone and less confused in their relationship situation mm-hmm. while battling chronic illness. Uh, so Stephen and I are like, we're not officially at this moment. <laughs> this could change. I don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> at this exact moment of recording. We are not officially a couple Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, We've had long conversations about the future. um, And he really wants kids. He really wants marriage. And those two things scare the shit out of me. And so I've had to like be honest with him and Mm -hmm. be like, I just don't know if those are in my future. So if that's something that you like really, really, really need I don't think I'm the one for you because Mm -hmm. I can't promise that to you. And no offense to him. Like if that's something he wants, then that's something he wants. I have total respect for that. You know, it's not like I hate the guy for it Mm -hmm. at all. Um, But it does suck because it puts, you know, pressure on me, (laughs) obviously, in the relationship to like Mm -hmm. know that he wants those things. And I think there's so many different factors that go into the whole kids situation because it's like, first off, as a woman, I've never been tested to even figure out if I can have children, right? Like, is there a test that you could do? For yeah, that? you can do like testing Effort to find t- out okay. if you're Fertility like actually testing. fertile. Yeah. And like, with all my health complications, I don't even fucking know if I actually could have kids. Yeah. You know, I would need to figure that out. Yeah. So there's always like that chance. Mm-hmm. Another chance of like, if I was to get pregnant, I could pass all of my health issues to my child. And that's not something that I'm comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not comfortable bringing somebody into the world knowing that they're going to be living every day in pain. Maybe if I was fucking rich and I knew that I could like take care of that child and like get them treatment and Mm -hmm. make sure that they live a good life. It'd be it'd be different. I don't know. And that's the other thing, too, is like financially where I'm at in life. So many other factors. I'm like, I just can't picture kids right now. That's not my like next step in life and obviously like he's made it clear he's not on like a timeline for it you know Mm -hmm. and he's being obviously so kind about it but it has caused a riff in our relationship Mm -hmm. and made us like step back and have to think about things we still very deeply care for each other and love each other so we're just taking it like one day at a time Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out we obviously still want to be in each other's lives we still see each other when we can but it's just been hard and yeah. been difficult and I've cried a lot. So has he <laughs> over the, like the past month and a half, two months probably now Yeah, that things have been rocky because of this. But yeah, so that's my update just to anybody out there who might be dealing with the similar situation. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about the bold type on here before too mm-hmm. and literally she was going through a divorce because she didn't want to have kids yeah. like and I was dealing all with all of this at the same time and I was like this is so fucking relatable so I just wanted to like pay it forward and like tell that conversation yeah. out loud to everybody listening so that somebody else if they are dealing with it can be like oh shit yeah like that is 
is something. It's also weird because I never thought I would be at this point in my life where you're having conversations. like having a conversation about kids. Well, in your future. And I do <laughs> think that you and Steven have been so mature about the whole thing. And it, I feel like comes from a place of like, I care about you. I want what's best for you. And that's why you're having these conversations mm-hmm. now, too. So I've been proud of how you guys have kind of dealt with it. Because I know it's not yeah. easy to, like, talk about the hard shit. Like, it is not easy to be like, hey, I love you, but I don't think we have a future together because yeah, we don't line up here. Yeah. And I will say I give 100% of the credit of communication in our relationship to him. Because he is so fucking good with communication. I'm definitely, I will do it if I'm like prompted to do it. But like, I don't know how to start conversations like that. I get awkward. I get emotional. Like, I'm just not the one to initiate things like that. And he's very good at initiating and being like, hey, I think we should sit down and like talk about this. Or Mm -hmm. like, he's very good at like asking like, hey, when that happened, how did it make you feel? This is how it made me feel. And it's just like, how could you not love him? (laughs) I've never had that before. ever. Um, And so I really appreciate it. It's definitely made me respect him a lot more. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I love the shit out of him. I really do. But you never you never know what the future holds. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but we're figuring it out. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I actually did want to share about a new book that I'm reading just because since I am going to be going to Austin, I'm definitely going to be reading on. Well, actually, I might be working on the plane, but I'll be reading by the pool. That's for sure. And I'm going to bring this book with me, too, because like I mentioned, definitely sometimes you have those like. Am I going to be the only one not drinking feelings? Um, so I'm going to bring this book called Blackout by it's it's called Blackout um, drink <laughs> blanking. <laughs> it has like a tagline. It's like Should we remembering it? the things I drank to forget. Yes, that's what it is. Remembering the things that I drank to forget. And it's by Sarah Hapola, I think is how you say her last name. But I started this book. I'm like maybe like one to two chapters in. That's the tagline. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Blackout. Remembering the things I drink to forget. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, so I'm like two chapters in, but already it's very relatable because when I used to drink, I was a blackout drinker. Not every time, but there were those times where I blacked out and it was something that I hated about drinking. So I'm going to bring this book as like a nice little reminder of why I don't want to drink. Yeah. And just smart. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited and I wanted to share that just because this I've read so many different books about going alcohol free and this one was actually one that I haven't read yet and somebody suggested and was like, I feel like this is one that people miss a lot of the time. Um, and it's like a New York Times bestseller. So I just wanted to suggest that book. If you haven't read it either, maybe pick it up. If you are somebody who used to blackout when you drink, maybe you do blackout when you drink and you still drink. Might be a good read for you. I also like love the idea of just going on a trip in a situation like that and bringing something like that that not only supports you, but also is like a subtle like conversation starter you know what I mean because like I always like think about that shit too with like the chronic illness stuff because obviously navigating social situations is a whole thing when you have a chronic illness too Mm -hmm. and it's like I have like my medical bracelet 
that I wear out like when I go out and like Mm -hmm. sometimes people will notice it's a medical bracelet Mm -hmm. and they'll be like oh like why do you have a medical bracelet you know and it's Mm -hmm. like a subtle way of like being able to explain your situation to Mm -hmm. somebody so that they can respect it totally without having to be like hey guys I'm here and I'm gonna be sober the whole time have fun like you know what I mean like yeah it's like like, yeah something weird like that (laughs) I'm just gonna like show up and like while I'm sitting by the pool have the book like in my face like everybody knows yeah so like well they can just like see that you're reading it and they'll be like oh like what book are you reading and Mm -hmm. then you can have a casual conversation about it it's not awkward yeah totally and I love talking about alcohol with people I realize this in social situations like when people are like oh well what do you do and I'm like well I help people who want to quit drinking Mm -hmm. I fucking love the conversations that I get to have with people afterwards like every single time I've said that to somebody in person I'm like this brings up the coolest shit like it brings up the most interesting sorts of conversations or then you find out like somebody is sober curious or somebody Mm -hmm. is trying to quit drinking and I just think it's so cool when you realize like oh hey I'm not the only one like other people feel this way which I know, obviously yeah. I know this, but it's really cool to talk to people in real life about it. I feel like. And that's exactly how I feel with like the chronic illness mm-hmm. stuff too. And I feel like it's, it's being vulnerable with people and giving them a safe space to be vulnerable too mm-hmm. by like being so upfront about it. Totally. Because yeah. like, yeah, that happens with like saying something about my chronic illness and then they'll be like either themselves or like, oh, like my sister mm-hmm. actually suffers from blah, blah, blah. Like, I totally can see that or, like, Mm -hmm. can relate to that. And they get this, like, safe space to be able to, like, share something. And then they're always, like, I've never really told anybody that. Or, like, I've never really talked to anybody about that. And it's it's exciting to be able to hold space for somebody Mm -hmm. like that. And I also think to make people question Mm -hmm. things, too. Because I know you've had a couple experiences recently where things that you have shared have sparked other people to be, like, oh maybe I do have Lyme disease or maybe I do have this. And I think the same thing goes with alcohol is just getting people to kind of Mm -hmm. question. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think ultimately that's what we want to do with the podcast too. (laughs) Like share our stories, get people asking questions, Yeah, asking other people questions, like interviewing people. And it's been a year. Been a fucking year. (laughs) So many more years to come. Um, I also want to talk about my new found obsession with plants. Um, yeah, we, we have a lot of plants in this house now because I probably have mentioned at some point on this podcast that I can't keep a plant alive because that is something I used to say like as a saying, like just normally in life. I think that this, the podcast is where we came up with the plant ant phrase. Isn't it? I feel like I said that on the podcast. Oh my podcast. God, it totally was because we were talking about Dustin and his plants. Yeah, we were plant ants previously, <gasps> but now we're... We're transitioning into we're plant, plant daddies. Nope, plant, we're oh, plant daddies. Plant daddies is what we call them. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin, that was your term, but now it's ours. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what plants are you... Why? So, I, so, okay, so what's funny is obviously I'm on TikTok often and... I have bought myself like two plants recently from the plant shop that I've been working at and I was like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing what's the easiest way to like figure out how to take care of a plant well I can tell you the easiest way to figure out how to take care of a plant is searching plant talk on tiktok 
because you just get all of these plant care videos mm-hmm. instantly. So I started following some plant accounts mm-hmm. and now I'm learning so fucking much about plants that I just literally get on there for five minutes and I know so much more about plants than I did. I need to do that. It's it's amazing. I literally so I bought a snake plant, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like super easy to care for. You should get this one. And I'm like, perfect. That's what I want. Um, it's also super fucking cute. It is cute. It's You've so been cute. eyeing this little snake plant for a little while. Oh my god, there's so many in the shop that I've been eyeing though. That's the problem. But snake plants are easy starter plants because they don't require much. And I did hashtag snake plant on TikTok. Oh my god, I like. I'm doing things so wrong already. I can tell you that. <laughs> but I'm going to be changing my ways. Uh, I'm going to be taking care of the snake plant. Life or death. It's, I will what be were you doing wrong? Just like the fucking soil I put it in was like the wrong soil. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know I had to like put a certain fucking soil with my snake plant. I thought it could be the same soil as a different plant. No, you yeah. got to do different soils, guys. Just in case you didn't know. Wait, didn't it come with soil, though, in the little plant thingy? It did, but I needed more soil, so I put extra soil just from, like, the fucking backyard, and it's like, yeah, don't fucking do that, idiot, and I'm like, cool. We need to go buy (laughs) soil, too, because Dustin wants to repot two of his plants. Yeah, I know. I asked him why he hasn't repotted his plant yet, because you got him the bigger pot, and he was like, because I need soil, and I was like, wow, you are a plant daddy. You actually know these things, unlike me. Pretty good. God damn it. Yeah. I'm trying to keep some plants alive. I'm trying. You know, we'll we we were totally going to get shirts. Well, we were going to get Dustin a shirt that said Plant Daddy. Yeah. And I was totally thinking that we could get the Plant Ant shirts. But now I think we should get the Plant Daddy shirts. Yeah. That would be hysterical. It would be hilarious. But then I'm also like a Plant Ant to your plants. Like Prickly Dick. I'll put them in the <laughs> sunshine sometimes. I'll put them outside. <laughs> I'm like a good little plant ant. <laughs> For those who don't know, Prickly Dick is my cactus <laughs> that I bought. He's my pride and joy. My very first plant purchase, like actually meaningful plant purchase. I've purchased succulents back in the day, but like I just kind of used them for decoration and didn't really care if they died. But Prickly Dick, he is the most perfect looking Prickly Dick in the world. We and like, I love him so Yeah, much. we like to talk about how erect he looks. Yeah. <laughs> He's always very erect. Sometimes he does tend to fall over um, if he doesn't get enough sunshine. But if you put him in the sun, he gets just nice and hard, nice and hard, <laughs> stands straight up again. It's amazing. Um, but what was I going to say about him? Uh, we were going to buy him clothing and decorate him too for holidays. Oh my God. Could you get him like, like a we were going to put a, be- hat. a little beard on him for Christmas yes. so he looks like Santa? Oh my God. A little Santa hat too? Yeah. We'll do something. It'll okay. be funny. But um, for anybody that wants to stay updated on Prickly Dick, I post dick pics to my Instagram stories <laughs> just to keep you guys entertained. Oh, that was like the fucking best thing ever. <laughs> who was that? Was that Caitlin who came up with the dick pic? <laughs> fucking the uh, best. Yeah. So good. So I try to do daily dick pics, but you know, life gets busy and I forget. So how funny would it be to make an OnlyFans for prickly dick? Oh my God. If you guys ever need dick pics, I got you. Just ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that we add to this extremely random year celebration podcast episode um no i 
don't really have any other life updates that I can think of. I'm just excited that it's been a year. And I, this has been a fucking blast and I can't wait to continue doing it. And please keep sending us topic ideas. Keep sending us guest ideas. If there's somebody that you think we should have on as like a guest, Mm -hmm. tell us. We will try to bring them on. Like we want to do what our listeners are wanting from Mm -hmm. us. so yeah, and then just DM me for a dick pic. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to kind of end with, like, if you have something that you want to start, something that you want to do, something that you're excited about and you're nervous about starting, whether it's posting online, starting a podcast, starting a business, I don't know, quitting your fucking job, whatever else, I just, I want to encourage you to be brave and just start before you feel like you're ready. You know, even listening back to some of our early on podcasts, I'm like, we had no clue what we were doing. But the fact that we started, you know, here we are a year later, and we're accomplishing the things that we want to be accomplishing, doing all of the things. So if, yeah, if you have a dream on your heart, I mean, this sounds really fucking cheesy, but just don't be afraid to go for it. I want to motivate you guys and encourage you guys to do these things that excite you too. Because if you're listening to this podcast, like you're probably amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, you definitely. If you're our fan base, then you are pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes when I listen back to podcast episodes, I was thinking about this last week when I was listening back to us talking about the Sex Life show. And the things that go through my head, I'm like, are people going to think I'm so annoying? Are people going <laughs> to hate me? Am I so weird? Do I interrupt a shit ton? How many times can I say like? I say like a fucking lot. And so all of these things go through my head. But it's funny because I literally am like, are people even going to like me? Right? 100%. It's so overwhelming. At the same time, this podcast has given me so much like, who the fucking, who like, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, like. Well, and if you don't like me talking in the podcast, don't you're, listen. You're not going to like me in real life, though, either. So I don't care, right? Just don't put that one star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Just keep scrolling. Oh my gosh. Um, one thing we didn't mention is everybody should go watch Love Island because it's pre- premiering and it's another one of our cheesy shows that we love. Has lots of hot people in it and an amazing host, Ariel. I am on the US with her. one. Yeah, yes. there's US. And UK, there's also Australia, but USA and UK are both premiering right now. You can find the UK on Hulu. You can find the US actually on Amazon Prime um, and also watch it if you have CBS access on cable TV. Yeah. So go watch Love Island. We would love to hear your thoughts on all of the hot people. It's amazing. It's our guilty pleasure. And thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. We appreciate you guys yeah, so to much. The, the most random episode ever. Cheers to one year, everybody. And you guys have a good night. High five. <laughs> <laughs>